0: Alright boys and girls, so today we're going to talk about the concept of controlled chaos. So what is controlled chaos? I'm sure many of you guys have already seen the news broadcasts on your TV or YouTube or whatever app you're using or website of the Taliban's takeover of Afghanistan. Now, many people around the world were quite literally shocked as they considered the idea of a terrorist syndicate taking over of a country, especially a country that's politically sensitive to world politics as Afghanistan. And many people have considered this possibility uh, an absurdity, almost, that that was beyond comprehension. Because, of course, we have the infamous United States military working in conjunction with the Afghanistan military. And it's assumed by most of the world that if the United States government or military is on your side, then you're pretty much unbeatable, especially if your enemy is a ragtag gang of terrorists. So how did the Taliban manage to become powerful enough to defeat the combined efforts Of the United States military and the Afghanistan military? Well, the answer to that question is, it didn't. Now, the grand narrative running through the media right now is that the Taliban managed to fool the United States military by hiding their true capabilities until it was the right time to strike. What I believe is the absolute truth is that the Taliban was handed Afghanistan on a silver platter by those who run our world. Now, it's no secret that the United States military is probably the most dominant authoritative force in the world. Well no, I guess that's not technically true, um, the United States military is just another finger on a bigger hand of corruption. You guys know that saying that many economic experts have, that the free market is controlled by a hidden hand? Now, that hidden hand is a combination of many uh, economic principles and uh, free market giants, uh, corporations and uh, I guess in conjunction with the government. The hidden hand is an incredibly complex entity that simply cannot be defined under one label. This definition could be used by the hidden hand that controls the world system, this globalized structure of government that is uh, becoming increasingly powerful day by day. Each day we ignore the truth at hand in exchange for pleasures and entertainment. The grip that this hidden hand has on the world system tightens. The Taliban is simply just another benefactor of this corrupt Hidden Hand's agenda. You see, the Hidden Hand chose the Taliban to be the next boogeyman, or at least one of the many boogeymans in our world right now. These boogeymen are sources of terror that causes us to panic and relinquish control of our system to those in power who claim to have a greater understanding than we do. Like I said, there are many boogeymen. The COVID pandemic could be one. Uh, The Chinese Communist Party could be another. The Taliban, of course, is another. Communism, Nazism, or just fascism in general, radical feminism, anything that causes people to panic and fear, uh, racial doctrine, anything that incites discomfort within the human soul can be used as a source for terror or a boogeyman. The reason I know that the Taliban is just another boogeyman is the fact that Joe Biden and those in power simply have no answers for why or how the Taliban came into possession of the Afghan state because usually when major instances like these occur there's an explanation there's a story behind it something happens there's a battle that was won there's a political there is a political deal that ends up in the favor of the winning team or whatever there's some scenario that leads to the downfall of the good guy or the uh, protagonist in the situation. In this case, the protagonist would be the fallen Afghan state, while the antagonist is, of course, the Taliban. Instead of providing solid answers, Joe Biden simply walked away. Of course, I know that Joe Biden didn't really have any answers to give us in the first place. He's just playing his role. With the Taliban back in power, you have an increased intensity around the fear of terrorism and a greater justification for military action in the Middle East. Now, whether this military action uh, occurs right away is entirely up to the planning of the elites in power. I don't think there will be immediate military action. I don't really think there will be any military action at all. I just believe this Taliban situation will be used as a fear mechanism to influence social opinions, like how those on the right utilize the issue of Operation Desert Storm to criticize anybody who's against the American involvement in the Middle East as un-American, or just like how the left utilizes the situation of mass shootings in schools as a political statement to label anyone who's against gun regulation or further gun regulation as a, I don't know, shitty person. This, my friend, is controlled chaos. Now, you may be thinking, where's the chaos? Where's the burning? Where's the complete and utter collapse of civilization? Uh, that won't come immediately. You know, these things come later on down the line. But the Taliban process will just be another step in a controlled chaos phenomena or phenomenon. I don't know which one works. Those in power need chaos and instability in order to convince the masses that they are incapable of being prepared for the disastrous outcomes that we may experience in the future. But whatever, that's enough on that topic. Let's move on to another topic that's much more fun. Can you be born gay? In this article I found called, There is no gay gene, there is no straight gene, sexuality is just complex, study confirms. That is a long title. So starting right off, the article reads, There is no single gene responsible for a person being gay or lesbian. That's the first thing you need to know about the largest genetic investigation of sexuality ever, which was published Thursday in Science. By the way, the date of this article is August 29th, 2019. The study of nearly half a million people closes the door on the debate around the existence of a so-called gay gene. GAY? This nigga gay. In its stead, the report finds that human DNA cannot predict who is gay or heterosexual. Sexuality cannot be pinned down by biology, psychology, or life experiences, this study and others show, because the human sexual attraction is decided by all these factors. Now, I'm going to stop right there. You guys can go ahead and look up the article if you want. There's also multiple articles written on this study. So yeah, go ahead and look it up on your own convenience. But let's talk about what this is means. So modern society likes to pretend that being gay is perfectly natural. Before I continue, I just need to warn you, some people may describe me as homophobic. If that's so, well, I don't really give a fuck. So uh, let's proceed. Now, the study did say there's no heterosexual gene, of course, but the reason why we know heterosexuality is the default sexuality is because most human beings have a desire to procreate. You may not want kids specifically, but the desire for sex is a product of our desire to procreate, because to procreate, you need to have sex, because sex is literally the fun part of procreation. Again, you may not want to raise a child, But you wanting to have sex is your natural desire to procreate. It's only because we are humans with human technology like condoms or other contraceptions that we can go through the procreation process without actually procreating. My issue with the argument that you can be born naturally gay to justify the acceptance of other degenerate forms of sexuality. If you aren't aware of this development, there is a movement to generate more acceptance for pedophilia by relabeling pedophiles as Minor Attracted Persons or MAPS. The whole argument behind the acceptance of MAPS or Minor Attracted person is that if people can be born naturally attracted to children, uh, then there must be some degree of acceptance by society. Does that sound familiar? Of course, I'm not completely equating sexuality or homosexuality with pedophilia, but it is indeed a known fact that pedophilia is much more accepted amongst the LGBTQ community than it is anywhere else. And no one can ever convince me that there's nothing inherently wrong with the act of engaging in homosexual relations. It's literally a penis going inside of an anus. Like, I don't even condone heterosexual anal relations, like a dick going in a female butthole. Like, I think that shit's weird. It's gross. Why do you want to fuck a butthole? It's full of shit. Shit isn't a butthole. Why would you want to fuck a shitty hole? There's a vagina for a purpose. A vagina is very fuckable and is built to be fucked. An anus is not built to be fucked. If you're fucking an anus, I believe there's something wrong with you." The very fact that you cannot be born naturally gay calls for the dismissal of any arguments for homosexuality being accepted as a natural act. Nah, you're free to fuck whatever you want, but you're not going to convince me that I need to accept it as something that should be encouraged in society. No. The only reason why we know heterosexuality is the baseline or the default sexuality is because we all have a natural desire to procreate. Where things start to become more twisted is when perverse ideas and kinks manifest themselves into physical acts. And we see evidence of pedophilia already becoming more accepted in our society. When you have things like the loli genre for anime or manga, where where you will have an extremely young-looking girl engaging in rather adult activities, or you have the classic scenario where there's a 3,000-year-old elf or witch who's in the body of a, let's say, 9-year-old girl or 13-year-old girl. Therefore, there's technically nothing wrong with having this woman who looks like a 13-year-old girl dressed in a scandalous bikini because she's a 3,000-year-old witch. This creates a loophole in the morality code where you have a bunch of porn on the internet of cartoon girls who look like they're 9 to 13 or even younger getting hardcore pounded. But wait, there's nothing wrong with it because it's not pedophilia, it's lolly. Now, that wouldn't be as bad simply because it's cartoons, and I know a lot of people aren't willing to masturbate to cartoons, but because of this increasing comfort around pedophilic uh, content, we're seeing an increase in teen porn categories on Pornhub or other porn websites. Now, this teen porn category is not made up of actual teens, just women in their early 20s uh, dress up as teen schoolgirls, teen stepsisters or sisters or brothers. And these actors portray various sex acts while pretending to be teenagers. This creates a fetish, a desire, a kink, a taste. And it's already been proven that porn creates an infatuation with the fetish itself rather than the people. Because prior to a porn addiction, a man may be interested in having sex with a woman for who she is, you know, or just the fact that she is a woman, but after a porn addiction, a man acquires a particular taste, so the women he's engaging in sexual relations with has to act and behave in a particular manner for him to really get his rocks off. We are creating a society of sexual deviants. Oh man, this has been a very fun episode to record. Thank you for tuning in. It's your boy, Victus D. Void. Make sure you check out my book on Amazon. It is called Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Like always, stay focused, stay alert, and God bless.